Game five, Phoenix, Arizona. Suns, Lakers, round one. Suns leave with a 30-point drubbing of the Los Angeles Lakers. Jamsters, we're sorry. We know we're a little late. We know it. We were at the game tonight. Uh, we apologize for coming on not right after the game, but a little bit late. I apologize because I look, it looks like my right. connectivity isn't so fantastic. But you know what? We're here. We're the jam session. That's what we do. Matthew, how are you doing tonight while I check my cord over here? Dude, digital Darth Void. I'm doing great, man. <laughs> I got to play a video for you, too. My friend said it's a sofa while I was driving home. And this perfectly sums up. You know, you're going to this game. You're scared because it's just LeBron versus the Suns. And I told you before the game, I'm like, I am scared. And I don't know if that was, yeah, I don't know what that was. But let me just show you this video really quick, man. Show it, show it. So, um, um, you know, these shoulders were built for a reason. And, um, you know, if it takes for me to put some more on top of it, then so be it. Oh, man. LeBron leaving the court early. Just perfect, oh, dude. Man. That sums it up, right? That sums, that sums it, up. it up. I was like, where's he at? Him and AD were not on the bench. And I guess he left early. So that's and I, under, I, I guess I can understand Anthony Davis not being present for the back end of that yeah. game. Uh, but LeBron James just walking out. I mean, there, there's so much to talk about uh, on, about this game. You know, thank you to everybody who is joining us uh, live on the podcast. You know, we appreciate that you decided to stay up a little bit, that you wanted Ooh, to watch the late. Suns Jam Session podcast. It's a little bit late, but you know what? We don't care. We're here for you. That's what we do. But again, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you are watching along live, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Thank you for joining. If you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, you don't know that we decided to come on an hour after we normally would because guess what? You're listening to this on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network tomorrow. So make sure you rate, subscribe, and review. If you are on Apple Podcasts, give us a review there. Five-star reviews are much appreciated. Leave something in the comments. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling uh, in that comment. And you can follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. At Matthew Lissy. And you can follow the show at Suns Jam. Man, I, I have a feeling I'm lagging. I'm just looking at the my little... You know, you're, I think you're going to get through it, though. You know, if you I just will. ignore it, it'll get... It's not too bad. Okay. Okay, digital, it's not digital Darth Voida. Digital Darth Voida. I love this right here. Jonesin since 80 says, tell me you fellas are you using vacation tomorrow. You bet your ass I PTO tomorrow. Jonas, I know we got tickets today. And honestly, I called out today because I actually was sick. But last minute tickets, can't say no. Yeah, we last minute, uh, you know, we're blessed enough to be allowed to go to the game. And we're going to talk about our experience there, considering, you know, it's uh, both mine and Matthew's first game going this season. We're here all the time talking about sorry to three uh we're talking about it with the jamsters so we actually had the opportunity to go to the game so we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that we're going to talk about much more we're going to talk about Walter lazo in the chase says can the suns play like this on thursday and then he dropped a five dollar donation so oh. if you want to please hit that uh super fan app cash button in the in the chat maybe you can send us to la and we'll go out there because you know what matthew we are one and oh going to games this season and the suns are plus 30 in those yep. games my friend. yep so buy yep. those tickets uh, on that note, you know what? Again, IPTO tomorrow, so I am wiping off some slobber. I'm cracking open a Four Peaks Wow Wheat. Shout out to Four Peaks for hooking us up. Cracking open yeah. you. You're working tomorrow, right? Yeah, I got the water. I got three of them over okay. here. Okay, so. it's all good. I got you. I got you. Suns fans, crack them if you got them. And let's talk about this beautiful, beautiful 30-point victory over those dreaded, despised, Huge shoulder having Los Angeles Lakers and shout out to Zane Zor. We met you tonight for giving us this song. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Come on, let me hear you say. And for the second game in a row, your Phoenix Suns did by winning a by a score of 115 to 85 over the Los Angeles Lakers. This is a game that Anthony Davis is questionable coming into. Yeah. Doubtful. He ended up being out for this game. 
And I think I knew when that occurred that the Suns' chances of winning would obviously go up, but also the sense of urgency. You know that you are not playing against a member uh, who is typically a first or second team All-NBA player, an All-Star, somebody who's been shredding the Suns. Let's not lie. The Suns have been shredded by Anthony Davis up to this point in this series. You look at the second half of Game 4. You look at the Game 5, him coming into this game, not being present. Matthew, what were your initial thoughts when you heard that Anthony Davis would not be present? Oh, I thought it was going to be a win for the Suns. But I didn't know how they would win the game. And honestly, we're standing there in our suite, standing up. We stood up the whole game. We just stood up in a corner in a suite. This is honestly, the first time I've sat down. <laughs> yeah, we were standing the whole time. And uh, I saw LeBron there. He was on the court by himself before tip-off. And I'm like, oh, my God. I honestly, I was so freaked out. This guy still scares me. But it didn't matter because like last, like the last game where the Suns did end up winning, they had a lot of work to do, I felt like, on the offensive defensive end to clear, clean things up, and they did that tonight. They exactly did what needed to be done by just keeping the pedal to the metal or whatever that's supposed to that's say. Correct. They, <laughs> was that correct? The they, that's pedal what they was did. to the metal. Yeah, it was all of them, though. It was the starters. You mentioned that. The starters are in that They're playing good, and our bench is probably our best – I think team really all around all season. So you had the, the, the starters coming in doing their job and then you had the bench come in and cleaning it up just all around. Just a great game. It was just, it was a perfect game. The rest were giving us calls early going our way. There were legit calls too. There were some travels too, that the Lakers got away with. So it kind of evened yeah. out. We were getting, we were getting our way early dude. And we got some nice blocks in there. Juice with a huge block on LeBron, LeBron giving up in two minutes in the game. So a lot of that had to do with the Suns winning. So I'm, Man, I'm very so much happy to unwrap that. so much to unwrap. Yes. But the first thing I'll, I will unwrap is the fact that, I've watched this team along with you and along with many of our Jamsters this entire season. We've watched every play. We've sat there and rooted through Jalen Smith getting minutes and hitting a three, which he did tonight and getting a couple rebounds. Yeah. We've watched uh, you know, uh, this entire team mold as a unit. And there's been instances throughout the season in which this team has clicked collectively. And we've seen it for second quarters at a time. And I can go all the way back to the, D the Detroit game. That Detroit game where in the second quarter, we just went absolutely bonkers early in the season. And then the second half, we had a huge letdown and we ultimately lost that game. But we've seen that throughout the season. We've seen the highs and the lows and we've seen what this team could be when they reach their potential. Tonight at home in game five of the Western Conference first round against the Los Angeles Lakers, the team clicked for the entire 48 minutes. They played defense. They shot well. They passed the ball well. They 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 drove to the to the rim. They created contact. They got some calls. But overall, com collectively as a team, I haven't seen this team play better basketball than they did tonight. Now, granted, this is the first time I've watched this team live and in person all season. We've watched them from bars. We've watched them from your house, my house. You know, I've watched Sedona. We I watched the Cavaliers game in Sedona. We watched them lose and get killed by the Spurs when we we're up in Flagstaff. I and mean, I've seen this team from so many different points of view, but live and in person, I've never seen a team uh, or this team play as effectively as they did tonight and truly snatch the soul of the opposition to the point where as you and I were standing there watching the game, you know, it, it, it's funny how you and I watch the game because we watch it different than the other people who are sitting with us. You know, and again, shout out to Jim Beam. I've got a buddy who, you know, working in the food and beverage world. Uh, you meet some interest, you meet some contacts and they have, you know, sometimes access to things. They provide us last minute with two tickets to tonight's game in the Jim Beam suite. Right there, when you first walk in, you go up an escalator, boom, you're right there at the bar. And we're watching it with some some Suns fans and some people who are just, you know, fans of, of social life. And the, but the way you and I watch the game, it's it's so much fun because we're sitting there, we're noticing pick and rolls, we're noticing, uh, you know, who who was open on that shot, what could have happened on that, why didn't they go to the baseline? But more importantly, and you kept pointing this out to me, we're watching the Lakers bench and the absence of LeBron James. I mean, five minutes left in the game, we kind of looked at each other and you're like, John, I don't see LeBron out there. And you couldn't miss him because he's wearing those bright fucking yellow shoes, and we didn't see him anywhere. Yeah. The sun snatched his soul tonight, man. You know, it, yeah, and I was listening to uh, John Bloom on the way home. I know you're on the radio show on the way I home. I did shout but out there to was... John Bloom. He did put me on tonight. It's my first time ever being on, considering we always do this podcast right after. So I yeah. didn't have an opportunity. So, but shout out to Bloomer. <laughs> cool, he, he, you know, it was it was fantastic being on with the Bloomster. Who we that met was cool. before the game. 
<laughs> there was an old soul on there tonight talking about how he just is still scared, you know, of LeBron yeah. James and the Lakers playing mind games on the Suns. And it might be something to think about, of course. But right now you want to enjoy this because 16,000 fans there held the Suns accountable for everything. And they they came through completely 100%. There may be a few miscues here and there, but Booker only had the one turnover after not finishing the game too well last game. He was, our, of course, the best player tonight. But, I mean, just the whole team itself, all around, just fabulous. And I just want to make sure that, you know, we're not paying too much attention to what the Lakers are doing. You know what I mean? It's just like when LeBron's on the court, the, the first four games are the, I'm sorry. Yeah. The first four games, I feel like the Suns kind of waited for LeBron to kind of get going to see what he was going to do tonight. The Suns just took over. They're like, you know what? I don't care. LeBron, if you're going to be passive, whatever you're going to do on the court, we're not going to pay attention to it. You know, you can shoot your threes, whatever, but we're going to take out the inside game. We're going to make sure you can't come in here and do too much. I mean, he had maybe a few layups all night, but that's when he wanted to try. Yes. The other times he was just trying to pass it out. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and do that. We're going to play our game. We're going to play the Suns game. And we're just going to see how it turns out. It turns out to a 30-point beatdown on LeBron James, who leaves the game. And, we, and I mentioned this before in the series. I think it was after game one. I predicted. I'm like, there has to be that game where LeBron James leaves with 20 <laughs> seconds left on the court, on the clock. There was like six minutes it. left. You in the said game. it. What happened? I mean, I even tried to listen to post games. I went on Twitter. If anybody knows why he really left, was there an injury or something? Or just him being upset? But that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen if it really is just him leaving because he wanted to leave that is the weirdest thing i've ever seen it's like worse than Keyshawn johnson leaving i think a monday night football game early and then the team that. coming back yeah this, this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen man he has to be held accountable and his teammates of course sitting on the bench we saw them I mean, they're already losing, and they're wondering where mom and dad are. They're not on the bench there with them. They're talking behind their backs. They're talking about their game plan, maybe going to the next game. Maybe I've given up. I'm done with this season already. Maybe they're saying that, but I don't even care. I love that if that's the case. I know I like LeBron before, and I even loved him maybe as sometimes his play. But right now, I never want to see that from Devin Booker in the future when he becomes the all-time greatest son and he leads us to championships. I don't want him to ever do that to the Suns because that is messed up. And Jen Sam says in the chat, Vogel said he's getting treatment. And that's an odd oh, time to get okay. treatment. You know, I get yeah. your team's getting sure. is down, but <laughs> I love you. I love you, man. You're like, oh, yeah. Sure, whatever the fuck, LeBron. You know, it's 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 so funny. <laughs> but you know, he it's not the time to do that. You know, and we've had this conversation numerous times, and I, I I've put it out there in the past that I know that LeBron likes to direct his narrative. And as I was watching this game, what did I constantly comment to you? Look, LeBron hasn't sat down yet. I, I, he might have played the entire first half. And one of the Jamsters can correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but I felt like he played the entire first half. And I, it, it's almost mm -hmm. like that LeBron narrative thing. Like, listen, I did everything I could, man. It's them. You know, when yeah. LeBron wins, it's him. When the team loses, it's them. And that's always kind of been the LeBron narrative through his entire career. We've seen it going back to the 07 Cavs versus Spurs series. I yes. remember that, you know, it was the same thing. You know, LeBron is God. And you know what? I, I'm not going to turn this whole night that we should be celebrating into a bash on LeBron night. But it is of note, his behavior. It has to be mentioned. Because though. going into the future of the series, game six, guess what? Those guys were sitting on those bet on the bench. Alex Caruso was sitting there with his stupid blue fucking shoes, and he was sitting there. <laughs> you always remember the shoes. shoes. I remember always, the shoes. I remember the shoes. Always remember. The I know shoes. all about shoes, especially when my Jordans broke apart tonight. That was fucking <laughs> bullshit, dude. The other one fell apart on the walk home. I bought these Jordans. So John walks into their suite, and his the the bottom sole of his shoe is just completely just falls off. off. Falls off those just those. 11s that I had over here. So I'll be I'll be returning those. But that being said, LeBron James leaves his team to get treatment at the back end of the game. That's the same guys he's got to go to battle with in game six. Look at the Suns, okay? The Suns weren't running around doing the the and the Andre Drummond like Oh yeah, thank you, know, you for bringing that up. Thank they, you very much. They, they were not celebrating the way that the Lakers were in game three. Uh, like a coronation kind of, of something. Yeah. You, you know, just, what is that? I mean, the, the Suns were celebrating <laughs> like a team does. You know, and I, I want to yeah. shout out my little brother, Paul. Okay. He lives over in California, Aww. grew up over here. Suns fan, you know, during the seven seconds or less era. Hasn't watched the Suns since because they've sucked since. You know, he is like a lot of Suns fans right now who is coming back to this team and seeing this team really for the first time watching intently and intensely on television. 
And he's texting me during the game. He's like, John, I've never seen defense like this from the Suns, period. And I, I text him back. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. what makes this team special. That's why I think we were all, as Suns fans, pissed when we caught the Lakers in the first round because we're like, dude, this team could go really far because we play defense, because we can go ahead and score. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's winning out right now because we've been a team all year. We know who we are. The Lakers, much like the Nets potentially, uh, much like the Heat were when they got bounced, we know who we are. We know what our rotations are. We know what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. You know, some of the challenges that we've had in this series is just the fact that talent-wise, from a top-level status, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they're going to win that talent game because they, those two guys have the size, which typically take you long or further in the playoffs. I don't know what's going to happen in Game 6. I hope that is that that's it. I hope it's Suns and Six, baby, because I one, I said that at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, and or beginning of the series. And two, uh, I mean it'd just be fantastic not to have to deal with a game seven. Um, but 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 tell me what you what you saw relative to everything I just said. Oh well, yeah, just to follow up on that, it is like you know, grabbing the key in the final level of a video game. You're like, okay, here it is to unlock the final door, and you just know something's behind there. That's game six, right? I mean, you just it, it, it's the treasures right there for the Suns, but there's just something that we're just so worried about behind the door, and it might be there, it might be easy, it might be like the what Kobe did with us in game seven that one year. You know, we talked about that too, and that's the way yeah. LeBron is kind of acting. So that would be it, nice. this was this game was very Kobe in game seven in 2000. And- I believe it was seven or six. It was six. It was the year where he won the MVP. He scored like 36 yeah. points a game. It was like the ninth most ever point scored. Game six, he came out, scored 50 points, lost to the Suns in LA, came back home. And because yeah. the media trashed him, he decided to be passive Kobe. And I, I like, I don't know what, what what's going through. I don't know if it's a mind game. You know, as you mentioned, one of the callers on the post game show with John Bloom tonight was mentioning, like, I don't know if this is some sort of mind game. Like, yeah, we'll give you this one because we're going to. I know. You know, I, I, I don't know. But Joe says in the chase says LeBron is hurt. And that is a big part of this. You know, he's a guy yeah. who hasn't played a bunch of this season. He doesn't have the explosiveness. You pointed out there was one play where he was barreling on a fast break right at Chris Paul and he passed out. LeBron of last year, two years ago, five years ago, would have went through Chris Paul, and whether it's a foul or an offensive foul, he would have made him pay because LeBron's a fucking tight end meets a linebacker. We know that. But he passed out on that play. He wanted his team to come through tonight to assist him in in scoring those points, and they couldn't tonight. You know, They shot a ton of threes. They shot a total of, what, 35 threes, and they shot 34%. Now, the Suns mm-hmm. took 42 threes. Well, I'm actually kind of surprised that didn't feel like it. Uh, we only made Towards two the more. There. We made, yeah, I guess. But we, we shot worse from three-pointer, but our, I guess ours were more timely, if you will. Uh, but we only made two more threes than the Lakers did. We, But but if you look at the total number of field goals made, where the Suns always kill you, is that mid-range and, and down mm-hmm. in the paint. You know, points in the paint, 44 to 32, advantage Suns. 43 made field goals to 29 for, for the Lakers. And I'll tell you what. In the building tonight, it felt like that. Yeah, I feel like everything was going down. Dude, it was, I mean, if you wanted to pick one perfect game ever from, in the future right now, we're talking about what was the best game you ever went to? This was it, absolutely, from the bottom to the top. And my favorite last thing about LeBron is when they were throwing him bad passes at his feet, drumming, he would just look towards the bench and shrug like, what do you want me to do out here? And I'm like, I don't know, just go to the locker room. And he did. So uh, my brother brings up in the chat, Booker carved them up, carved. Let's talk about Big Dead Book in this game, man. Yes. 18 points in the first quarter. It was him and campaign in the first quarter. They scored a total of 28 of the Suns, 34 total points. But Devin Booker ends the night with a total of 30 points, 13 for 23 from the field, seven rebounds, five assists, and most importantly, only one turnover for Devin Booker. Uh, he looked absolutely amazing tonight uh with the moment was not too big for him and this is reminding me a lot of game one booker where he felt in control and i again i think the absence of ad knowing that you don't have that extra layer behind some of the guys you're trying to double team you really benefit him uh way to go devin booker man and coda kids right in the chat booker should have had 40 tonight and i thought he was going for 40 
I feel like we think that a lot with his games, but we just realize how much of a team he has around him, right? To fill in those spaces when he's not there. They make up so much when he's on the bench to where you don't even have to wear, you don't really realize like, oh yeah, bring Booker back to score some points. You know, that used to be the older thing is like, bring him back in. We have no one else to score. Now it's just other people, other players that step up. But tonight, I don't know if it was the angle we were sitting at, he looked like he was getting anywhere he wanted to on the court. The end ones were going down any spot he wanted to get to. He kept his dribble alive at the right times to keep it, to go to his spots and to find the right teammate to make the correct pass. The one turnover, that was it. I remember that turnover and the next pass was a sick pass of bridges underneath the rim to get him a a nice layup. So he is, he, he found himself, you know, he went through a couple hard games where people are like, he needs to learn. He needs to do a lot more to help this team. Yeah, he does. And it's his first playoff series. This is a game we needed from him. And honestly, when he was playing this well, I was kind of like, oh, wait, save it for game six a little bit because we need as much as we can in game six. I was saying the same thing every time Jay Crowder missed another three. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Save it for game six because we need to go seven for eight. So Booker tonight, though, I don't think I've ever seen him play a better game offensively. And it it is different from being at the game than on TV, of course. I was texting my friend like... DeAndre doesn't look, didn't look as good tonight. And he's like, what are you talking about? He looked great. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just be at the game. You can just kind of see like how he kind of misses some things. He doesn't try as much, but he, all around great game by all of them. But Booker himself, man, he was the stud. This is his best game. Of course, of the playoffs so far game one, game two, pretty good. The last two, not so good, but he picked himself back up, man. And he gave the Suns fans exactly what they needed in the Suns teammates. I've been to a lot of Suns games now, granted, not this season, but I've, I've watched Devin Booker grow up in front of me going to games for the past six years. And I got to say, like in person, given the stakes, like this is ridiculous. This is this is easily the best game I've seen him play in person. I know he's played better games. He's had more efficient games. He scored 70 points in a loss to Boston, you know, years ago. But seeing him play the way that he did in this first quarter, and I was telling you before the game began, I go, you know what's going to be ever important for this Suns team is LeBron's going to come out, and he's going to be focused, and he's going to try to get his team involved. And the Suns have to be ready for that. They have to sustain that. And that happened. The Suns were yeah. down. I think it was 10-3 right off the bat. They they got it back. Maybe, maybe it was like 9-3, whatever it was. I, all I know is it was 10-10 at one point. And the Suns went on a 9-0 run and were up yes. 19-10. And it was game over from there, dude. Like, it was a party from there on out. There was free beers. Was. There was it hot was. dogs. Like, I just, I was in heaven. Like, I'm, I'm like, this is actually happening. This is actually happening. Now, granted, yeah. you know, and, and kudos to Booker. But now I'm going to kind of go the other route. You know, there was a moment in the game, third quarter. We're staring at each other. We're still up 30 because we're up 30 at <laughs> halftime. And Chris Paul drives to the basket. And he, and he throws one up. And he falls down on the plate. Didn't look hurt at all. But we both looked at each other and we're like, dude, we're up 30 right now. Like, Chris Paul needs to come out of this game. Yeah. Literally the next possession down the court towards us, he falls down and instantly is just like grabbing the shoulder, going towards the Lakers, going towards the bench, doing everything he can to, to you know, express his frustration with the play that just happened, uh, you know, Based on everything I heard, I heard Flex talk on the postgame show with John Bloom tonight says, you know, it's going to be kind of day to day. You know, it, it's not it, it's not super serious. Uh, yeah. I was texting my brother. I'm like, how did it look on TV? Said again, it didn't look super serious. But I mean, we both just like we're, we're like, ah, fuck. And we had a text thread going with like Espo and Saul and Dave and, you know, a bunch of the guys. And and, you know, Espo's like the only thing we got to watch out for is the Lakers playing dirty and somebody getting hurt. That wasn't a dirty play, but no. potentially somebody got hurt. And that was a frustrating. That was probably the the only downer moment of the night. And back to Booker. After a couple plays, Booker scored some points and brought the crowd back into it because that was kind of that oh shit moment. But tell tell me what your thoughts were when Chris Paul went down. Well, I mean, how many times has he really hit the floor this season? Not a lot. Five times. He's been a jump shooter who doesn't go to the basket anymore. He knows that that's not his strength anymore because he gets hurt. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He wants to save his body. And then tonight, when we're up by 30, he goes to the rim like twice in a row and just he falls on the ground. He gets knocked over once. The other time he falls, I'm not sure how, but he's on the ground twice. And we're just like, come on, like CP3, even if he's in the game, it's fine. But just go stand in the corner like he was most of the game, you know? And he, he did have that one three-point shot that was way off. But then uh, Matthew's on the other end. Just air ball, air ball. So it's like, all right, when it's going bad for us, it's worse for the Lakers. Thanks for pointing that out, Matthews. And Chris Paul, was when he got hurt man the it was so silent in that arena 
it was like, oh my god, like oh my god, okay, we're we're gonna win this game, but oh, what about the next? There were game? wives looking at their what? husband, like, why is everybody so upset? Oh my gosh! But he got up and he sh- he hit his free throws. Right, he came he hit back. His two free it, throws. Yeah, and I was like just like, I was dude. like, thank God. And he he went out and he came back in and watched the rest of the game. So I'm assuming he probably heard it more extensively. But I mean, if he's gonna miss a game, I don't think he's ever gonna miss a game. Like I, I'm just saying, he's gonna start no matter what. I mean, especially after we heard last time when we talked to Monty in this post game com- or his post game interview after last game, where he was just so emotional about how much he loves his game. He's not sitting. I don't care. He hit those two free throws. He's not sitting. He's going to play game six. He's going to play game seven if there's there. He's this not sitting dude, one game. This dude fell down, got injured. Is you know, I mean, like you said, the whole arena just goes quiet. And everybody's just looking at each other. Hits the free throws. Goes to the locker room. Comes back. Yeah. Comes LeBron back went with six minutes left. Mm-hmm. And just, and was, and yeah, he really had to take a shit or something. I mean, I just, <laughs> he didn't come back in the game. That's just, it blows my mind. Again, there's a difference in mentality with the Suns team than we've seen before with other Suns teams. I mean, the backups, backups, backup is playing great. Each yes. one more comes in with nine minutes yeah. left in the fourth Etwan quarter. Started the third, Kota Kid. Yeah, he should. Each one should. Yeah, Kota Kid's dead spot. Each one should have started the third. We were up 30 points. We're up 30 points, and and I hope Chris Paul's okay. You know, we do have that one game in between the next two games. The next game is Thursday, and if by you know if we lose that game and we have to play again, it's Saturday. That's a game and a game. I feel like we're the only mm-hmm. series in the first round who's only had th- two days off once. Seems like every other series there's like two days off in between all the games. But again, I'm yeah. Just- but then we had the three, or we had the two days off in between, and then I was like, everyone was texting like, "What's going on? Why are they having two days off?" I'm like, "Dude, I need the rest. The Suns need the rest. I need the rest too from those the, games." I need like, the come rest. on, yes. The- so we got we got real quick couple shout outs to some of the jamsters who are watching along live in the chat. You got David Bailey, Jalen Smith, MVP of garbage time, uh, which is funny, and then you got Bailey Lyons, uh, list yes. of Phoenix Suns to shoot 100 career. Playoff three point percentage, Jalen the Jam Star Smith. That's the list. How how great was that though? I mean, he hit that three. The crowd goes crazy. You know, it's always yeah. funny because you know who like the true Suns fans are in that mm-hmm. moment in that arena. Everybody who like really loves the Suns was going ape shit when when Jalen Smith hit the three. And again, like the wives are like, "Why are you?" Yeah, you know, it's like it's the same yeah. guy, you know, it's just like it was just so fun and, and funny to well, see not to that. be sexist. It was like one wife, <laughs> but you know, what? honestly, when he came in the game, Jared Dudley did it at the same time. And you're like, are we going to boom or cheer him? And we and couldn't start. I started Sticks cheering out. Yeah, because six was coming out at the same time. So you can't boo Jared Dudley. And then Jalen Six is getting booed. You can't do that to him. <laughs> well, I just Rude thought I'm like the last time Jared Dudley probably played in the playoffs when he played for the Suns. Back in 2010, but yeah. ah, probably wrong. I'm sure, somebody will, <laughs> I'm sure somebody will call me out on that. A uh, couple other things. You know what? I think it's time. We haven't done it yet. Right. So I think it's time to bring up uh, a guy who didn't ultimately have a massive impact on this game, but always has an impact on our hearts. Aiden Watch 2021. And Eight and Watch is brought to you by Just Sports. If you enter the code SUNSJAM at checkout for any of your online orders, you're going to get 15% off. That's right, Jamsters. Let them know that the Suns Jam Session guys sent you. Again, that is promo code SUNSJAM when checking out at shopjustsports.com. Matthew, what did you see from our boy DeAndre Ayton again tonight? Again, you said that uh, you know you felt you didn't see him have much of an impact in the game, yet you were texting one of your friends, and he said otherwise. Uh, what did you see, brother? Yeah, no, he he didn't have a great game, but it's fine. Like I feel like tonight, it, if any night, just not take the night off, but just go through the motion. You know, Da's always been the guy. Let the game come to him. If it had to come to him, then he would have stepped up. I just think he just great with point. Anthony with Anthony Davis. Being out, if he's going to play game six, you need DA. He's busted his ass for four straight games in the series, and everyone's noticed how well he's been playing. Whether or not the Lakers are giving him what he's earned, I don't know. I mean, DA's just been outstanding no matter what. So he's hitting almost all his shots. He's missed probably two. And I just think that tonight was a night to where he can maybe take it easy a little bit, just go through the motions, and that's fine, man, because save it for game six. Because if if uh, Anthony Davis is back, he's going to have to like step it up even a notch more than the first four games. So save that. The other teammates got his back tonight. 
it, two for three. I, I yeah, two for three. Was, there you go. That's perfect, right? I mean, that's, that's the GA stat line I want. He wasn't it, his energy out there wasn't the greatest, but it's fine. I mean, I can let it slide tonight. It's no big deal, dude. Yeah, well, I think he played with great energy. I think he was great on the defensive really? end. What yeah, am I missing here? Because because the what way that it? he the way that he bodied up and and created shot deterrence. That's where he was great tonight. Andre Drummond was trying to push him a little bit around down in the post. He said no. He's like, you can push me a little bit, but I'm going to deter you. And guess what? Andre Drummond, you know, in yeah. knowing that Da wasn't going to be there, played pretty much the entire first half. Ended with only seven points. He had the 13 boards, but two for five shooting in the 22 minutes. All those minutes primarily came in the first half. DeAndre Ayton, we didn't need him to be what he's been so far in this series. And that's the beauty of DeAndre Ayton right now. He has no ego. He's he's an ultimate team guy. This is what you want. You don't want a guy who sits there, you know, like Joel Embiid, and I hope he's okay. I think he got hurt in in the game yesterday against Washington. But Joel Embiid needs the ball. Okay, to be successful. DeAndre Ayton's like, yeah, if you need me to have the ball, I will use the ball and I will put the ball in the basket at an unbelievably efficient rate. And that's what he's done this entire series. That two for three looks fantastic so far this series because that just adds to his unbelievably efficient series. You don't need him to go crazy. He ends with a total of eight points on two for three shooting, four for six from the free throw line. So he's putting them in foul trouble when he could. Again, I don't know if it necessarily mattered. Seven rebounds, had the two assists. Uh, I just, he was what we needed him to be tonight. And I mean, you could kind of go up and down the Suns lineup and be like, oh, campaign. Okay. Yeah. He had 16 points, seven for 11 shooting. He had 10 of those in the first half. He's what we needed him to be tonight. Uh, Jay Crowder, nine points, three for nine, all from three point land. But you know what? He's what we needed him to be tonight. It's like everything just kind of came together tonight for the Suns. When the shots needed to happen, when any semblance of a run, I, like I'd be interested to go back and see what the longest Lakers run was. It might have been to get to the first 10 points. Outside of that, four, yeah, yeah it felt like four points. Right? Like I remember a couple possessions where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, like there was one like, spot. <laughs> there was one spot when we were up like 36, and I go, I want 40, Matthew. And then it was like 30. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, shucks. And like, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, but again, I mean, these are, it, it, I, I feel like these are like Beverly Hills. North Scottsdale problems, you know, it's just like, oh, man, I want to, yeah. you know, but back to DeAndre. And I think that he, he did what he needed to do again. He's continually to show that he doesn't need the ball for offense. We're not running offense through him. He's hustling on every play, which is what I'm seeing. I don't see DA mm-hmm. doing the jogging. I mean, that, that, that's why we have eight and watch. Cause early yeah. in the season, he'd have those jogging moments. And you're like, come on, dude, like play with tenacity, play with, you know, frustration, play with aggressiveness. You know, he's hustling now. He knows what he needs to do to contribute to this team. Yeah, he is. And what I'm, what I was saying really, like the way I was watching Booker play, it's probably the same as watching on TV, the same exact way. I mean, everyone in the conference is like, yeah, this is the way he always plays. I just think the angle you're watching the game, the way we were watching it, DA looked different. He looked like the energy wasn't there as much. I'm not saying he didn't put forth effort. I was just saying like it just looked like there was not a whole lot of energy. It's probably from just me being there and actually watching him and the angles I had. And it sounds weird, but I'm pretty sure that's all it is. I mean, it's the same same bomb-ass booker out there doing what he does, but I've seen it from a different angle. You're like, oh, my God, is this fucking MJ out there? He looked amazing. He did. He really did. He really did. Uh, again, that's Aiden Watch brought to you by Just Sports. Enter the promo code SUNSJAM upon checkout and get 15% oh, yeah. off of your, your of your order. So shout out to Just Sports. And shout out to uh, another guy who actually got some minutes tonight. You know, we're not going to spend too long on it. Uh, but let's give it to... The Sarge Smoke Break. Good old Dario Sarge. And, and this segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Again, use Sun's Jam on checkout at Manscaped to get a percentage off of your eye of your order. I think that's 15% mm-hmm. as well. We got our uh, stuff in soon. We'll be showing the results. Yeah, right? we are getting the Manscaped we'll the stuff results. shipped to us. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to use it on my left armpit, and that's it. I'm going to Manscaped yeah, my is- left armpit. Oh, my God. But Dario Sarge did get some minutes, and it was funny. I was talking to one of the guys who we were hanging out with, and I was just like, it's got to suck sometimes to be Dario Sarge because it's just like you're so unathletic. But you know what? Dario Sarge hit a three tonight, and for that reason, we're having a quick segment for him. So, dude, yeah, there you go. Dario Sarge, there you go. Uh, Cheers to you, man. You'll be back next series. Yeah, Seriously, though, that's the thing. He'll be back. This is not Dario Sarge's series. It just doesn't make sense. 
when we play against potentially Denver or who won tonight in like double OT. And like, I want to see highlights of that game. Cause that sounds like a fucking classic. I know we missed out on the other greatest game of the series. So yeah, that's fine. Whatever. We won by 30. I'd much rather do that with, <laughs> with free hot dogs. Um, but if we play them or Portland, Darius Arch will have an impact in that series. That's a fact. Yeah. Their depth isn't the same as the mm-hmm. Lakers relative to size. The only other team where he might become a non-factor is when we play against the Jazz because they have both Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, you know I really think that what's his nugget? Uh, uh, Dario Sarch, you know, seeing him get out there, play a few minutes, that was just this game. It was fun to have a fourth quarter in a playoff game where we all got to relax. Am I right, Suns fans? After going through four games of an unbelievable narrative, where you have Chris Paul's hurt in game one of the first round and then going out and and winning that game and then going out in game two and losing and and just having an unbelievably poor performance coupled, you know, with a second quarter that was shitty followed by a third quarter where there were no adjustments made. That was the big Mm -hmm. thing I saw tonight. This game was game two re-personified because this is game two, but the Suns actually made their shots. That's mm-hmm. what the difference was. The Suns defense held the Lakers in game two to the, the point where I tweeted out like the Suns and the Lakers are on a zero zero run. It went like that for five, six minutes in that game too, but the Suns weren't making anything. Mm-hmm. They made those shots tonight, Matthew, and that's why they just blew them out of the fucking water. Yeah, honestly, and we made our shots, but that's the way the Suns have been playing really a lot this year when they're killing teams. Exactly. They, just, they can hit their shots, and the Lakers can't. That's why, like, when Pope was out, it was like, yeah, he's playing good D on, on Booker, but Booker would overcome that eventually, right? And I would still want Pope to be in there to miss his shots because they don't have any shot makers. LeBron's going to defer because he's hurt or whatever's going on with him. So for the Suns side of things, you want them to continue to shoot and get it up there. I mean, they ended the game shooting a worse percentage from three from – other than the Lakers, uh, I think the Lakers shot 36, we shot 30%. So, but that's fine. The next game, we shoot 36%. And then what that could be is just a win because once we start hitting those threes in one of these games, it has to go down all like at least almost 40%, right? I think that's we have one of those hot streak games. And it might be game six or game right. seven. And we're saving that, right? I think it's going to come up. We hit shots in the two-point area. We did things we had to do the Suns way, right? We're efficient at scoring. That's what we did. And then one of these guys is going to get hot. And it's going to happen. A couple of these guys are going to get hot from three. You're damn right. I mean, up to this point, here are the Suns' three-point shooting percentages uh, so far this series. Game one, they shot 32% from three. Game two, they shot 30.8. Game three, they th- they shot 37%. Okay, that's, that's the high mark. Game four, a win, 28.6%. We talked about that in the last podcast, about how this team still hasn't found the rhythm from three. Game five tonight, they shot 33.3%. You know, and and you you look at the Phoenix Suns and you look at the way that they've played up to this point in the year, you know, and granted, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers are the fourth best team in the NBA when it comes to guarding the three-point line. I mean, that's what they do. They have great perimeter defense. They have length. They have the ability to close out on the three-point line. But you look at the Suns overall as a team, and they're the seventh best three-point shooting team in the league. We haven't gotten our legs from three. Confidence has been built tonight because uh, plenty of guys had an opportunity to take those shots. I mean, Langston Galloway got in there. I mean, he granted, he was one for five from the field and 0 for two from three. It's uh, fine. You know, Chuck you, him you up don't, there. You don't want but Get exactly, him chuck him up there. You know, uh, Javon Never Carter know. came in there, each one more. You know, Tory Craig was 0 for 4 from 3. I mean, it was a lot of junk time threes that ultimately killed our percentage. But this yeah, team true. this team has the confidence to make those threes. We've proven it by being the seventh best three-point shooting team. What would be fantastic is if they come out in that game in Los Angeles on Thursday and just go, you know what? This is the game that we go absolutely bonkers from three and we just put this team away. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll oh, let, let's drop a segment. <laughs> oh no, I'm like I'm, 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 Matthew. I'm running out of segments. Sponsored by your mom. Um, well, let's. <laughs> but but before we get to our uh, game five preview, I got to ask you, Matthew, who mm-hmm. who in your estimation is the jam star of the game? And this is a reminder to everybody who is watching along live. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. 
hit the little bell that will notify you when we go live, and hit the subscribe button as well. And while you're at it, go ahead and let us know in the chat, who is your jam star of the game? Matthew, I will allow you. Crazy Luigi, game five preview. You're right. I meant game six. My bad. Matthew, who is your jam star of the game? Oh, it's Devin Booker for sure, man. Uh, hands down to him. He was absolutely amazing. I mean, we talked about him for like a half hour already, but <laughs> he's not. Who you got, John? Nobody I mean, else, right? Yeah, it, it's Devin Booker. I mean, it, it's it's got to be Devin Booker. Okay, Coda Kid, one of our loyal elite jamsters. Remember, if you want to be an elite jamster, press the join button below. Coda uh, Kid's one of those. He says Devin. Uh, Jay Salato gives it to Sticks. You know why? Because somebody always gives it to Sticks. You and Bailey Lyons. Uh, <laughs> Chuck B. Stabarar. Chuck C. Buck Stabarar. You got to forgive me. I've been drinking all night. Uh, Armani. Devin Armani Booker. That's right. Uh, Book and CP15. Jam stars. Yep. They, they're the ones who set the pace right off the bat. Uh, Paul. Booker. 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 Let's go Booker. Campaign runner up. Book. 100%. Yes, this was. I'm going down the line. It's Devin Booker. I think we all know him. Uh, can't join. Matthew said we're done. <laughs> Not supposed to talk about it. Not supposed to reverse talk about jink. it, guys. Matthew's the king of the reverse Cause... jink right here. You're the only one that keeps calling it out. You're not supposed Jim... to say anything. Paul, you got to ask me in the chat why you say Jim Bean. It's Jim Beam. Did you know it's that, Paul? Beam. Paul, it's Matthew, Paul, when we were there in the Jim Beam suite tonight, Matthew had no idea it was Jim Beam. He thought it was Jim I Bean. was Jim Bean. Like, legitimately, that's what yeah. he thought. Yeah, they threw me uh, out. My jam star easily. I, I agree with you. It's Devin Armani Booker. Big dick book came up tonight in a playoff game. That is a huge game, man. Like, I don't have the percentages in front of me, but the team that wins game five in a 83%. tied series is 83%. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, and no, I don't buy that stuff, but yeah. But, but still, though, like a guy who is in his first playoff series, you know, who unfortunately has to play the defending champions, a team that is unbelievably good at defense, like, I'm telling you, we get through this series and we play Portland or Denver, like our Devin Booker is going to go for 40 a night because he's going to be like, oh, shit. Like, you can't throw at me what the Lakers have been throwing at me, man. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he performed the way he did tonight, stepped up on a night when the Suns needed him, when Phoenix needed him, a team that he said – and a franchise that he said, I want to put on my back. I want to be the reason that we turn this thing around. I am a Phoenix Sun. I love the city. I love what they've done for me. They've supported me. They took a chance on me. He's, he's never gone away from that narrative his entire career. No matter what Stephen A. Smith or people on ESPN say, like, oh, he's interested in going to New York. Like, <laughs> it's going to no, be the same thing this offseason. It'll be the same thing in this offseason. Mm -hmm. Same thing this offseason. Uh, but, I, you know, the, the fact that he did what he did tonight is just absolutely fantastic. He 18 first quarter points. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Paul says in the chat, Bridges, we got to give a shout. He said he was amazing. You already and said just, Booker, though. I did, but but let's give some Bridges. No. We haven't given yeah. Bridges any love. Yeah, uh, you know, five for 10, 13 points, six rebounds, three assists. Uh, but I mean, there were plays where he was bodying up LeBron, and LeBron yes. had to pass out, dude. Yeah, he did a great job on LeBron. And I know LeBron's hurt. So what are you going to do, man? But. Bridges was all over the place. He had a few blocks on our end that looked like I don't even know how he got to it, but he did up by the rim. Look at the Lakers are looking around like, where's the foul? No, no, it's just a SWAT, <laughs> dude. That's Mikhail Bridges. That was nasty. You're not going to get any body. You're just going to get a little bit of arm. You're going to get all his ginormous hand all over the ball. And that's exactly what he did tonight, man. This defense was phenomenal. You know, these, these stats in the offensive end, I don't care. As long as he can hit a couple – threes from the from the corner in this series that's where he's needed right yep. he only yep. had the one jump shot i think from uh from the mid-range and he missed it but it's like yep. i don't look forward to that i don't think he needs that we don't really need that we just need the corner threes and his great defense we have other guys to do other things to fill in his role shooting the two-pointer so you know he's gonna have just not the great offensive stats but defensively man he is killing it right now he's doing the best he can for his size against LeBron or whoever he is guarding. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I just I love watching Absolutely. Mikhail Bridges play. I love I love seeing him play. That Mikhael <laughs> Bridges, he's a hell of a guy. I'll, I'll tell you another jam star of the game, okay? I'm, I'm going to kind of mm -hmm. go a little down a beaten path here, and hopefully you can follow again. You know, thanks to Four Peaks for the Wow Wheats. That one's done. I wish I brought two in here with me because uh, I don't work tomorrow. Um, another jam star of the game is the – stress of trying to play with LeBron. Mm -hmm. LeBron James. <laughs> okay. You know where I'm going it. with this, right? You know where I'm going with this. Okay. Yes. 
So I was talking about this with you during the game. LeBron James is hard to play with. He demands a lot, but he also demands a lot for the cameras. Like Michael Jordan demanded a lot of his fellow players because of his intensity, because of his willingness to win, because of his desire to win, because of his genetic makeup, because of who he was as a competitor. LeBron James, as much as he wants to be the GOAT, he wears 23. So, like, blaze your own path, bro. But he does a lot of the for-the-cameras intensity. There wasn't the exposure in the NBA in the 80s when when Michael Jordan was coming up. And as the 90s grew and the NBA grew, it was because of Michael Jordan. But he was never doing it for the cameras. LeBron James, and we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, LeBron James, he'll be sitting there just like yelling at somebody and look at the camera. Like he knows where the cameras are. Yeah. And for a bunch of players on the Lakers who are role players outside of Anthony Davis, it's just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I should have been there. Yes, sir. I mean, he was throwing passes out of bounds tonight, bro. And he was looking at the bench and it was almost like he was looking at AD. AD. He's like, look what I have to fucking play with, you know? Mm -hmm. Like he... It's, it's always been hard for players to play with him unless they're of that same talent caliber or he, or they officially have a stamp of approval. Great example. James Jones, general manager of the Phoenix Suns, played with LeBron James for multiple years and had his stamp of approval because he was a guy who came in and knew his role and did his role well. So LeBron James loved him. Tonight, without Anthony Davis, you once again saw LeBron James and the James Etts, a bunch of a, a team that was not confident in themselves because they don't want to get yelled at by Daddy. Now think about the Suns this year, okay? The regular season against the Lakers, two and one. When they played the the Lakers with LeBron, the Suns are one and zero. Oh. When they played the Lakers without LeBron and without AD, they were one and zero. Oh. And when they played the Lakers with only Anthony Davis and no LeBron, they were zero oh and one and they got their ass kicked. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, are done, dude. Are, are you done? Was that it? it? No, yeah, I'm thinking about. It. I was thinking about it. Now I'm done thinking about it, and it's totally true because with Anthony Davis, he's a team guy. He actually is. The only thing about him is he's he's his playoffs brittle. and yeah, he's brittle. But then also like he was always kind of deemed kind of a choker a little bit, but he's never had too much playoff experience really to do so. He's won the championship already with LeBron. But if you want to play with somebody, that's who you want to play with. He's not a guy that's gonna pout, gonna look the other way, not give you high five, not to get you back into the game. You need a real leader out there, especially in a game like this. It's a game five game. In the first round, a, a series to where you guys, you're, the Lakers are the favorite, right? And they might still be playing with us because we've talked about LeBron 20 minutes with his pot already, all right? He has us where he wants us, right? That's what yeah, he wants us to Yeah, this is true. This is true. That, well, so it's very point. scary to go into that because, honestly, I, he might be back to older LeBron and to where he would just walk out from games and give up, go to the next year, try it again with a different group of players. That's maybe what he's doing right now. But I don't know. I just don't want to talk too much more about him because I know the pod's already almost over. Because he is that way to his teammates, and I want to stay that way. I don't want him to come out. But tonight, I was so scared of him, and it honestly made me. I know you were. You were shaking your boots before the game. He had that look, and that's the thing. He wanted to win this one by himself. He came out there. He realized his son's. This Suns team is not anything to be messed with, man. They're not. They're an actual real team with depth, with some Bingo. superstars on that team. He he has to deal with that, and he couldn't do it tonight. He just couldn't. Either he was too hurt or whatever. I don't care about the excuses. Chris Paul's hurt. He's still out there. So yeah. I just I'm just gonna say that whatever he's doing out there, I don't care because tonight I was scared. And he still lost by 30 points, and he wasn't even on the court for six minutes of those. So whatever happened tonight, I don't care. Next game, I'm very, very pumped up for for the Suns. Well, there you go. Let's let's segue right into our game six preview. The Suns are going to Los Angeles to mm-hmm. face the Lakers in game six. Uh, what's the, I think the tip-off time is 7.30, if I'm correct. It's a 7.30 start on TNT. For those of you who are asking or you have a dad who calls you and always asks you what channel and time the game is on, it's 730 TNT, dad, okay? Uh, You know, right now, if you look at the matchup predictor on ESPN, it's a 60.9% chance that the Lakers win. Obviously, there's a lot that's going to happen between now and Thursday night. We don't know the health status of Anthony Davis. We don't know the health status of of Chris Paul. We don't know the health status of anybody with the jersey number three on right now. That's what's kind of going down. 
what what are you looking for as we enter game six? Is there any advantage the Suns have? Any challenges you think that they might have uh, based off what you saw tonight? And last but not least, do you think the Suns win in six? I mean, this whole playoff, uh, even the whole tournament, all the teams, everything's so up in the air, right? It's so hard to predict with these teams coming in because the injuries players not playing you never know what to expect so it's the same thing going in game six all i know is the suns have a better team than the lakers all right all around unless That's ad and lebron if ad and lebron can play to like a 90 percent level then no we're not better because those are the two best players one of the two best some of the two, best two players of in the, the best three ah, in the two league. out of the two out of the top 20 two out of the two, 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 two. so <laughs> i just think that when when they go into the game six you're looking at shooting, man. I really think if the Suns can just get hot from three, which I wanted to happen this game, and it kind of did, right? If they can just stay that way, move the ball, don't turn the ball over. Hey, yes. look what happens you don't turn yes. the ball over. You're not forcing crappy passes, right? You're not trying to just make yourself look good out there, trying to make a fancy pass. So you don't turn it over. It's going to be great. Go into the game six just like that. If we end up losing, then come back here and do it again. But I'm telling you, they play like they did tonight. 90% of the way they play tonight, they're going to win the game. Well, and that's a fantastic observation. I mean, the Los Angeles Lakers ended tonight with 17 turnovers. The Suns had four. I mean, you do that, that's you get beautiful. those extra possessions. We had 10 extra field goal attempts over the Lakers for that reason. So take care of the ball. But, you know, again, going into the season, you look at the Suns and how they are relative to actually turning the ball over. And we're the fourth best team in the league. We average 12 and a half a game. So we've been known to take care of the ball. It's when we have those instances like game one where we turn the ball off a bunch, but we won. But especially game two where we turn the ball over at a ridiculous rate. You're absolutely right. Going on the road, the Staples Center is going to be ready. Those Lakers fans are pissed right now. But I'll tell you what, if the Suns come out and put any doubt into that crowd's mind on Thursday, they're going to turn on that team just like we've turned on LeBron tonight. Because yeah. you wonder how much of a Laker LeBron truly is to this team. Think about that. He has won a championship for the Lakers. They love LeBron, man. How many LeBron James jerseys did we see tonight? Uh, four. I saw That's, four. I saw five. So you, I saw one extra guy. It's when I went to the bathroom that one time. He held it for me. It was really awkward. Uh, wow. and, he, and he got he got frustrated. He left six minutes early. Wow, dude. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't but this, but this is a team. You know, LeBron James hasn't done shit in front of Lakers fans. Mm -hmm. He did in Orlando last year. So if he comes out and this team is not clicking right off the bat, and he starts doing that body language shit that he was doing tonight. That Staples Center's crowd is going to start to feel like Chris Paul, like the art. The crowd felt tonight when Chris Paul went down. Mm -hmm. There's going to be an air that's going to go out of the Staples Center, and the Suns, like you said, they're a team. Completely, utterly, depth, everything. We can throw a lot of different looks at you. Again, AD being out is massive. You know, you said at the back end of the last podcast, and I'll say it going into the next one, man. I hope AD's out. I don't want injury on anyone, but you know what? Our chances are better if AD's out. If, does that give Lakers fans an excuse? Sure, why not? I don't give a shit. We'll go into the next care. series. They can sit there like, care. well, you know, AD was out. So Dude, there's excuses care. for everything, though. Yeah. Every there's, there's excuses every back. time, man. Excuses. Welcome to the Suns fandom. Excuses. Mm -hmm. We're on Robert, the Robert, excuses. Yeah, Robert Ory, John Paxson. Like, it goes on and on. There's reasons why we should have won those games. But guess what? We can be on the, on the other side of history, get through this team, and then things get interesting, going into a semifinals against either Portland or Denver. Two teams that I feel confident, especially Portland. I really feel confident against them. Denver, two, we, went, we went one and two against them earlier this season uh, with a couple of those games being decided at the back end. You know, no Devin Booker, a Jamal Murray travel call that should have been called. wasn't tie game. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot more narratives that we can get into, but I'd like to get into those narratives come Thursday night right here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Man, so whoever wins this game, right? It's the best team in the West, right? Out of these two? Doesn't this feel the like Lakers? the Western Conference Finals? And maybe it that's does. It feels like the Suns and the Spurs. That I think it was the second round. Whoever yes. won that series went to the finals. Yes. So we're going to win the finals. Whoever won that series, and that's what happened. Well, we got a long road ahead of us. <sighs> uh, but again, you know, fantastic. I, I did want to bring up one thing real quick in the our thoughts segment before we get out of here. Thoughts. Um, brains. 
you know, everyone's been talking about it, the actions of the fans around the NBA. They're just straight up acting a fool these days. Kyrie Irving had a water bottle chucked at him. Trey Young's been spat upon. Russell Westbrook had popcorn thrown at him. A couple things I wanted to throw out there real quick. You know, one, uh, kudos to Suns fans tonight. No tomfoolery, no hooliganism. You know, we nope. just enjoyed it. You know, there's, yeah, we had the, the one moment, the one national anthem, national anthem. It, it was literally like this. It's like, <laughs> oh, say, can you see LeBron's a bitch? Like some guy <laughs> yelled it when it was like perfectly quiet. Yeah, like, it was I did cool. laugh. Like, but that, that was, was, that was the tomfoolery of tonight. But, <laughs> You know, tell me if you have any any thoughts on just people acting a fool through these playoffs so far. What was the question? What was, do I have any tomfoolery? Thus far in this playoffs, we've seen plenty of tomfoolery from other fan bases. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, just if you want to get rid of it, get rid of alcohol. That's what you got to do. That's no, it. No, never, never. Well, that's you're, the thing. That's the reason people throw stuff because alcohol or heroin or whatever else they do is heroin. Make that illegal from the, in the arena. <laughs> I'm just telling you, dude. That's why people throw stuff. They sold their tickets. I'm pretty sure for some they're above like 2.0 or whatever. I'll just so. I'll just throw this out there, okay? Uh, you know, again, I, I work at a resort. I manage pools. During spring break, that was the first time that we had a bunch of people show up at the pool at the same time. You know, there was social distancing and what have you. But I remember one moment when there was like eight adolescent boys standing in the pool, literally just jumping up and down. And it's because they have like so much energy, they didn't know what to do with it. And I thought to myself, like, okay, these kids have been in their house cooped up for the past year. And this is the first time they've probably really had an opportunity to like come outside and interact with other human beings. And they've just forgot how to act. Now, I'm not saying that anything that anybody's doing is justified in no way, shape, or form. Like, stop being fucking idiots inside the stadiums, ladies and gentlemen. Like, it's a privilege to go to these games. Like, you and I know we didn't have tickets this morning. By about one o'clock, we had tickets and we were going and we were just excited. We were mm -hmm. ecstatic. We knew that we were going to go be part of an experience tonight. Uh, the Suns came through and really fortified that experience into something that I will never forget for the rest of my life. Like J June 1st, 2021 was an amazing day for me. And I appreciate that. But you have some people who get out in those public areas and, and around a crowd and they just don't know what to do. And they're like, ah, and they like throw shit. And it's just like, I saw that personified at, at work and it's like, you know, so I guess my ask is like, yeah. remember how to treat people. You know, we've talked about this on this podcast before, like, you know, doing to others is like the most important thing ever. Like, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your political views are. I really don't. And you probably shouldn't care about mine. I'm a son's podcast. Who gives a shit? The only thing that matters is do unto others, treat others how you want to be treated. And if, as long as we all do that in this world and everyone does their part, like we're going to be okay, man. That being said, fuck LeBron James and fuck the Lakers. <laughs> Or uh, simply just get rid of alcohol and then have everyone smoke, smoke some weed, smoke, some smoke weed. it up in that, smoke a bowl, like, whatever. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's like it, fucking puff, puff, pass. You know, oh, you know, instead of like Nothing the seventh, be, seventh inning Nothing stretch, wrong, it's like no the fifth be, inning bong blitz. Yeah, everyone would be getting back massages. <laughs> no one even cares about the game anymore, so <laughs> they wouldn't. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap up everything here on the Suns Jam Session podcast to all of you who decided to join us, even though we came on an hour late. Uh, we're humbled. We really are. You know, uh, I was really kind of questioning. I'm like, man, you know, we, we have such a rhythm to what we what we do all year is like, you know, like 10 minutes after the game, dude, like we're live. Like that's our commitment mm -hmm. to our jamsters. And you know what? You guys still showed up and showed out no yeah, matter where you, you are throughout the entire world. We have jamsters listening to us and watching us so thank you for that again if you are joining us live go ahead and hit that thumbs up button smash the subscribe button hit the little bell and whatnot uh remember that you can become an elite jamster by clicking the join button or following the link in the description below and feel free to donate to the show via the super chat because we can use it to maybe go to game seven i'm sorry game one when we host the Portland Trail game Blazers, one. game go, one, yeah. baby. Can we give our uh, predictions though for game oh, six? Yeah, oh yeah oh yeah i'll do win suns and six i've been saying okay. that for a while suns and six okay. what do you say i Matthew? say so Suns get blown out. So Suns in seven? Yeah. I love Ma Matthew. Hashtag the reverse jinx is a walking. Like, you've been so wrong this whole series. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> You're disappointed by that. Because he keeps saying that. Well, it's been true. You can't say you, you said game four. I said game four, game five, we're going to lose, and there's going to be injury in game four. 
Bam. All right. Yeah, Matthew's correct. Matthew's always right. Yes. Uh, Fa- Fabio, sons in eight. Oh, son, sons in eight. Damn it. <laughs> Listen, oh, shit. Story, story of my <laughs> life. Damn it. Poor Matthew. His whole life he's been called that. Uh, <laughs> again, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. We'll read it on the pod. Subscribe, rate, and review via Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network for all your Phoenix Suns podcasts. Uh, or Phoenix Suns content. And remember, if you stop by uh, shopjustsports.com or manscaped.com, use Suns Jam in the promo code, and you're going to get stuff off. So do us a favor. Do that. It helps us uh, helps the show and such. Uh, on that note, we appreciate it. Uh, I, it's almost midnight here in Arizona, but I don't care. It was fantastic. We are DTF. I'm sorry, I just haven't done that drop. Oh, I was like, it's I not the end of the show. Drop. No, that's not the end of the show. Matthew, good. <laughs> you end the show for us. All right, go home and love your family. Love you, Jamsters. We'll see you here on Thursday when the Suns beat the Lakers in six, baby. BLA! Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Come on, let me hear it.